Welcome to the Houdini RC Heli Podcast. This is episode 18. Today's date is... Is it really November 22nd? 11 2020 It is. So we got Kenny with us here today. So, hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Got to come up with something better at some point, but... <laughs> don't yeah, copy. Yeah, yeah. Don't copy anybody though. It's a hard part. Or if you copy them, just don't tell us who you're co- copying. Okay, I'll try not to. So it's been a while. It's been man, actually, how long has it been? Actually, I can probably just look. It's almost been a month. Almost. Yeah. Last recording was October twenty seventh. Yeah. 10-27th. That's almost a month, three weeks. Like I said, I'm not going to push anything out and make it a high priority to have to have it every two weeks or anything. So definitely trying to get the low-stress podcast stuff out. (laughs) But just we're going to do main topic over what we did at the Ice House event out at Apache Pass. Kind of go over that since that we spent three days out there, something like that. Yeah, actually, felt like a week. <laughs> I was out there on Thursday, and we came home on. I got home on Sunday afternoon at about three o'clock. Sweet. So I'll hit what I've been doing. Work has been pretty smooth. It's been good to me. I haven't had any major issues or anything. Just sleep has been crazy schedule. I, I pretty much don't even fight it anymore. Lately, I've been sleeping from. I don't know, 3 p.m. to 1 a.m. or 3 a.m. and then get up and get some stuff done and maybe go back to sleep in the morning. Who knows? That's what my life has been like besides trying to sleep and get packed for the ice house and do all that stuff. And you, Kenny? Samo, Samo. Work's been okay. Uh, Yeah, it's been okay. (laughs) It's work. Since the ice house event... uh, I've been flying once. I took last weekend off to spend with the kids. But overall, you know, things seem to be doing well and possible new horizons. Been working on some stuff and we'll see what happens. But otherwise, everything's going well. Nice. So on my heli front, just what I did besides the non- Ice House Fun Fly stuff. I did get the 470L thrust bearings in, and I did test it on the bench. It seems like the resonance and the vibration I was getting is gone. I still need to go fly test it. Hopefully tomorrow I can get out there and put a pack or two through it and see how it holds up. Definitely the weirdo vibration thing I had, resonance was coming from thrust bearings on the tail. Uh, I still need to work on this scale project for Nelson this winter. I haven't even... I haven't even touched it. Hopefully, hopefully this winter sometimes it gets cold and rainy and I can not have any other projects to work on because it's going to be the last one. Need to work on getting an Agile 7.2 tail fin printed. The tail fin on the Agile 7.2 is a little thin and it vibrates, so I need to come up with a way of reinforcing it or doubling it up or just making a new one. So, been messing with that. Also been messing with an Oxy-3 base plate 3D print. The carbon fiber piece broke on one of mine, and I have one left, and it's about 13 bucks. So trying to work on 
way of making that out of 3D print and kind of changing it so I can mount my receiver better to it. But besides that, just messing, trying to get over the the Apache Pass event. Kind of burnt out a little bit after being out there for three days, but uh, I think I've flown once since then. <laughs> Did you fly today? No, I just slept all day today. I think I woke up about 4, 4 p.m. So I, think. so I have a question about your 3D print on the Oxy. I know that you sent a picture of the uh, of that the other day, and it looked, or you made the comment that it was a little flexible. Uh, I've done. I've probably, I've actually, I've probably got about thirteen revisions of it. So. Oh wow. Yeah. So the first one I did was way too thin. If you print it the same size as carbon fiber, it's just you can bend it in your hand. It's pointless. But I have some reinforcements now on it, and it's thicker in the middle and it's it's pretty rigid i'm still trying to do some modifications to it but i think i screwed up my cad file going back and forth with adjustments and i may just have to start over i'm trying not to but i got frustrated last night and yeah it is what it is i really suck at cad <laughs> it is the learning curve is incredibly steep i've kind of plateaued on it luckily i have some guys at work that know how to do it really well and I've been kind of working with him, and every now and then I'll try to watch some videos, but just trying to battle through it myself. It's fun. Not really, but it's fun when you get something made that you created, that you designed. But the whole time trying to get that done is kind of frustrating because I don't know what I'm doing on CAD. Well, you've learned quite a bit, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm getting there. Definitely not going to be applying for jobs doing CAD design. <laughs> anytime soon maybe in the future come on how about i wouldn't mind doing it like going to school for it and kind of but i don't know if i could sit in front of a computer all day clicking away and going crazy in my mind well you work for a company that would probably help you learn some of that yeah but i don't know if i it's kind of it gets kind of boring unless you have something you're trying to get from your head to actually hold it Anyway, let's move it on to your helicopter stuff, or what you've been doing in the hobby since the last time, besides Ice House stuff, which was mostly. <laughs> well, as you, I spent way too long in packing, but overall, I mean, it it was uh, it turned out well. Apache Pass, you know, it's. It's a it's a hundred miles for me to go out there, just just shy of it, and so it's usually a pretty big event for me because I prepare so much to go out. Because I once I get there, I I park my back end. I don't move it. I don't move from that point, other than going to the store and getting some supplies. <laughs> Interestingly enough, it's uh, not much further past my normal everyday Saturday. So it's a it's going fine. Huh? It's a decent amount farther. It is a decent amount further, but it takes me an hour and twenty minutes to go to the field from my house on the average, just because I typically make one stop. And it takes two hours to go out to Apache Pass. Yeah. It is further. 
Very true. But any fl any flying you've been doing since Apache Pass? Just uh, just yesterday, the weekend before I took off. Uh, like I said, I went out flying yesterday, and I did maiden, not maiden. I I flew after a maiden, an Oxy three that I built while I was after Apache Pass, after some of the antics of Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, you actually built that model fast. I was kind of kind of impressed. You you got that pushed out in what two weeks? Yeah, actually less. Um, I started on it probably Sunday night. Not, of course, not this weekend, but not Apache Pass. The weekend after, sometime during that week, I've started on the model, and then I, I maiden that model on Wednesday this week, this last week. Nice. And I got some issues that I have to work through. Uh, you've already built one of those in the past right i have so. i have but if you remember whenever i built that model i was having some problems with some of the settings and it's not the settings that i had it's with settings that was in there beforehand oh yeah and i was getting interaction whenever i was switching between banks and this is on the brain the brain is really the the brain or the the uh, spartan are really the only two that fit well inside the the placement uh, you can put a a neo in there uh so i guess that there's three of them out there yeah it's a little uh, skinny it is a little skinny the axon won't fit on there i know that and the three digi won't fit on there and and the 760r won't fit on there <laughs> you can put them on sideways but there's just not a whole lot of real estate on that model but I was going through some issues. You made the comment. Remember, I, I spoke to you one night and you suggested, well, why don't you just hit reset? Yeah. And uh, I should have probably hit reset and just started over because the model, it flew this yesterday, but it just didn't feel right in the air. And so I just, this afternoon, I actually hit reset. And so I started the process of going back through it again. Good. So is there anything different or anything on that build that stood out to you? There's a couple things that, that changed on that. So from the last one you had. Yeah. And the main change that I have right now is the canopy fits with a success pack. Nice. On my old one to put a success pack in there was like, you know, stuffing a, a, a potato into you know, something that a, I don't know, a lime would go into. A horse's ass. <laughs> well, I was trying to be nice about it. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to see where I was going. <laughs> it's where... like trying to stick a, a square peg into a round hole. It there, just... there we go, Mr. Kindergartner. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's uh, this here, if it, it fits, canopy fit, fits well. <laughs> Did you like how he changed the the nut on the, not the one-way bolt, but the underneath the main gear, the bolt that holds the main shaft to the main gear? Yeah. It's got like the double over different size on one side than the other? Yes. So that was really cool. The Oxy-3, I mean, it is a, a simple, quick build. 
Yeah, a, even a... you know wiring. You don't have very far to go, but the the wiring is simple on that one. I have, I have a question. Do you think I can get away with? You're gonna laugh. Do you think I can get away with XT30s on that? <laughs> I'm thinking about doing it. I don't know. Because I gotta change my ESC wires anyway, so I was gonna skinny up the Hobbywing 50 ESC wires, and then I was gonna switch over to some XT30s, and then it should fit in the canopy a lot better than the XT60 that I currently use. But I mean. Oxy three still still pulls a lot of amps, so that's a, quite a bit. Pull. I think an XT thirty is too small. The only thing I did on mine is you you commented skinnied up. Uh, the ESC wires on mine, I shortened them up quite a bit, and so when I plugged the battery in, and it it uh, I actually had it's I may have shortened them up just a hair too much, but <laughs> it's. It's easy enough still, it's doable, and I have no interference whatsoever with the canopy, which yeah. I love. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure out a way, because I, I have, I don't know, I have issues. My ESC wires have been shortened, and then they were made long, so they're kind of stiff, so I need to just unsolder them from the board and resolder them on the board itself. I'm also going to try to fix, fixed, I'm also going to try to fix the ESC that I blew the capacitors on. So I just ordered another six or seven of them. I think I think I I put them on the wrong polarity last time, and I think that's why the one blew. So I'm gonna try to do that. So I may end up using that one if I can get it to work without blowing capacitors up in my hand. Yeah, you've been there and done that once, haven't you? Yeah, I may have to record it this next time though. <laughs> well, I think I suggested that to you the last time. Yeah. But I'd like to try the XT30s just to see. I mean, if it doesn't work, what's the worst that can happen? Melt, get really hot or something. Yeah. Short itself out and catch fire. I actually went to XT60s uh, on the smaller models. So I'm going to start running the XT60s and get away from the e, the E5s. EC5s. EC5s. Yeah, I hate EC5s. Or 3s. Anyway, it's... Uh, Oh yeah, threes. <laughs> no fives. What I'm thinking. Anyway, it's I went over to those and I do like it. It's uh, I like the XT sixties better. Yeah, they're way easy to solder. Yes, they are. Night and day different. And, and I did order a bunch of thirties. I don't know why. It's how, how much is a bunch? Okay. Well, I ordered twenty dollars worth because that's probably ten to a pack. No, I think they were like nine and change. Yeah, that's probably 20 of them, 20 sets. Yeah, it, it's the chances of me using that many XT30s is probably pretty slim. I would say I'd buy some from you, but you can just order them on Amazon and deliver the next day for $10 for 10 of them. So. That's what I did. It's not really even worth it. I think that's all we got for besides the Ice House stuff. Got yeah, I did you pick up an airplane from you yesterday. Oh, talk about airplanes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's already crashed. <laughs> you already crashed it? I did. Are you kidding me? So, just as a backstory, we'll go this real quick. We had an auction at our south field here. And we, what did we do? Uh, there was 
stuff is just really cheap nitro stuff and i picked up about 300 dollars worth of airplane junk i call it and sold kenny an airplane for 100 bucks that I paid 100 dollars for i picked up an airplane for 100 bucks and i picked up some old motors and so forth and so on anyway i'm flipping all the stuff except for one airplane or maybe two of them and then sold to kenny the one so i bought kenny or sold kenny either one you want to say it a ultimate what is it ultra stick ugly stick ugly stick something like that yeah something like that so how did you yeah. already get it flying and crash it i just gave it to you yesterday I know. I put it in the truck, and I wasn't paying to the attention to the door whenever I closed it. <sighs> <laughs> and I mean, it just the the edge of the wing it just snapped like a toothpick. Is it fixable? Or yeah, yeah, I can fix it. As it may get put on the back burner. You know, my whole intent on that, and and just to clarify, I flew airplanes for probably. I don't know, six months. That was a model that I always wanted, but I want to get my son, uh, my son's grandson, kids, my grandson in, into models. And, you know, they, we can do electric and all that other stuff, but I don't know. I just want them to start out with nitro. Maybe that's silly or stupid or something. I don't think so. I mean, it's... I don't know. I started the one up that I bought, and it just loved the nitro 15%, 10% smell burning through a motor. Yes. It's different from a helicopter nitro for some reason to me. And so I don't see this getting a lot of air time. It, it, well, obviously it, not now. <laughs> yeah. My bad. <laughs> you gotta send a picture of it to me so I can see it later. That sucks. No, you'll post it. No, uh, you probably won't post it. You may get tomatoes thrown at you if you posted it. Yeah. Hey, we have anything else? Jump up on there. No, let's move on. All right, so we're gonna go on the ice house. We're gonna kind of go through this day by day that we went up and got out there. I tr we tried to take some notes. And then so forth and so on. So the total pilot count for Apache Pass was 175 registered pilots. And of those, 25 helicopter pilots were registered. So there were probably about 100 spectators throughout the week, mainly on the plane side. But we did have some roguely walking around the helicopter side too. So Yeah. Um, I'll get to that in a minute. Go ahead. Anyway, the weather was perfect. We got out there on, Kenny got out there Thursday afternoon, and then I got out there a little later Thursday afternoon, right at sunset. Uh, the weather was just, you couldn't have asked for better weather. It was awesome. Apache Pass has been known for a lot of things, you know, especially for the heli event uh, in April. We've we've had inundated with bad weather, but uh I was worried about the weather being a little bit on the chilly side, and it was at night maybe a little bit, but the day was just amazing. It was awesome. Yeah, definitely had to put a jacket on. I may or may not have lent out some some clothing to a friend at one point that didn't have 
some stuff, but I need, still, need uh, to, still need to get that stuff back from him. <laughs> yeah, if you didn't have a jacket, there was other ways of keeping you warm. Yeah, you're not, you're not kidding there. <laughs> so Thursday night, we didn't have any light towers out there, so we got to test our night fly setups and do some night flying. Get Did get the X4II flown, and the blades are superb that I built. The colors are perfect. I did have to get rid of one light on top. I had a light on the top middle, and it was distracting me a little bit, so got rid of it. Yeah, I was impressed on how how well those blades looked. Uh, it, you know, it took me back to my old five, DT520 days. Yeah, the blades on that were awesome. They're great colors. That that white and blue on the bottom is. Yes. Just awesome. You're you're welcome. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for <laughs> coming up with that color scheme. I actually didn't think it was gonna work years back when you told me about it, but that's still awesome. So Sloan was out there Thursday night, and he had his projector up, and we had the stick mover out, and we were playing with the stick mover a little bit, not quite as much as I wanted to. We did have some people mess with it. Was I that think, Sloan's? Uh, the projector Sloan's. The stick mover is Vikram's that I had from his. Okay. So it's not mine, but I still currently have possession of it. So I have not messed with it much. I need to. I need to sit down and mess with it and just kind of see if it can teach me some maneuvers I've been wanting to work on, pyro funnels and funnel stuff. Some that was the. That was the first time that I had ever used one. Uh, well, I take that back with at Urcha when they've, when uh, Bert and Kyle they were doing some. Yeah, a demo booth. Demo booth on those. We got to play with it. A buddy of mine. We we both used it for I don't know thirty seconds. Yeah. A minute. No, it wasn't very long. It was weird. It's you know when somebody else is flying and you're your fingers are you're trying to follow it and 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 i'm trying to understand in my mind i'd have to use it some more to really get a feel for it on how how well it works i would agree it's gonna take a little bit of time i don't think it's something you could just do at an event and and learn something right there i think you have to sit down with it and be patient yes it's uh when your fingers are moving the sticks is one thing, but when your sticks are moving your fingers, I just don't know how much training, you know, muscle memory that develops. I think it would, but it's, it's going to take time. Just like you said, we'll see. I need to sit down with it and kind of go through some videos and see if I can learn. We'll see. Uh, other than that, Sloan had his PS4 out there. So they were playing shoot them down games. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I didn't some do that. Combat games or something. So it was cool. I had a good time out there. I did get to introduce Kenny to the Dosaritas. <laughs> and it's not a chip. So yeah. It's a Next. Alcoholic beverage. It was good. Kenny brought his smoker out there. It was what what brand of smoker is that? It's a Traeger. It's a Traeger Junior Elite. So basically a tailgater. Yeah. It worked great. I'd need to buy one one day. It definitely can pump out some smoke way heavier than my electric smoker is at home. Yeah, I cooked uh, 
burgers one night. You cooked. You cooked chicken both nights. I did what I want to call my famous ribs <laughs> <laughs> that I spent hours cooking or smoking. They're awesome. I just needed a little more spice. Yeah, uh, just, uh, spicy. Just a, little, a little bit more kick. Of it. Yeah, a little more kick. A little bit more. Yeah, having the smoker out there, that's the first time I'd ever done that one. And I've had that smoker for several years now. Yeah, it's definitely something nice to have out there. I mean, because it's, it's not like you're having to start somebody's charcoal pit up. If you want to cook something, you just flip the switch and throw it on the grill. <laughs> yeah, at, at the event, the smoker is the way to go. It's a little big to haul out there, but, you know, if I'm not having to haul it, yeah, but the, I'm completely fine the, the legs <laughs> fold in, so it's not that bad. Oh, it, it's not as tall? Yeah, if I, I don't know if you paid attention to that or not, but the, no. the tailgaters, they're designed to fold the legs in. No. So then it just flits flat on its back, or not back, but on its bottom. Heck yeah. Hey, you know who went out and got one after he used mine, or after he had some of the food off of mine? Yeah, I've seen pictures of it. Yeah, he keeps on posting pictures of it. Yeah, he's he's addicted to the smoke now. Yes. It's definitely the way to go. Definitely the way to go. I still enjoy a good charcoal barbecue every now and then. So do I. Too. Definitely, that's, both of them are completely different. But I mean, we were still eating at like midnight, <laughs> if you remember. Yeah, we had a round a second round of cooking going on. Yes. It was fun. So what's this on here? You have, you said you have a problem with the sax host. Yeah, it's uh that's a, I'll call it one of my blunders. The way the tail drive works, it's, it doesn't use a, you know, the, the traditional tail rod control rod. It has, it has one back there, but it's like a torque tube. So it, it's a direct, directly coupled onto the servo and it goes back to the back and then it it uh, hooks onto the uh, slider and that solid uh, rod it has clamps on both ends one of them is it's uh you have a, a an adapter that'll fit onto the servo and then the the rod itself will go over that and then it clamps down on that and on the other end, it's got a screw that holds it from the end. Well, me, I'm used to having, I mean, I've had many, 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 and times a couple <laughs> helicopters with just push rods. And so I never checked the, the screw on the back end of it. And so uh, day one, I'm out there flying and, and I'm not up in the air I don't know, a minute and the tail lets go and I'm I'm at an awkward position, pretty close to the ground, upside down, and and the tail started spinning around and I caught it and I flipped it back over and it landed. I mean it just boom boom, it was on the ground, uh, but on its skid, so no damage. The downside is is that was on Thursday and that model was tanked for the rest of the week <laughs> until I got parts because I didn't have it. At least you didn't put it in. You're right. I did not put it in. It's definitely a completely different push rod style system that we're not used to knowing what the problems may be or what 
need super loctited or checked all the time type of thing. There's a friend of ours, Danny. He's he's helped with the event in the past on the heli events quite a bit. But he's gotten real busy with his own business. Anyway, long story short, he has saved me a model once because I had some and then and this is after quite a few flights. The I had a couple of screws loose. You every time say. I every time I see something like that, it's a it's a reminder, you know, you gotta go back and do maintenance pre flights and make sure everything is tight. Yeah, try not to be lazy on it, definitely for sure. Yeah, the, and you're right about that. It's, you know, after a while, you've built so many models, you've gone out to the field and flown so many times without having any issues, you can, you become complacent. And so that has caught me in a bad way at times. And so this, this past week uh, being, you know, burned out i guess if you will not burned out just tired before i flew anything i went over them with the fine tooth comb and fixed the soxo so i flew it again yesterday it's back up in the air sweet it's good to get stuff fixed yes that same week i also or apache pass i maidened a uh specter 700 and, yeah, I saw that out there. And the model, uh, man, it's smooth. It is very smooth. Yeah, it's the belt drive with the helical pinion. It reminded me of the Protos, to be honest with you, how smooth it is. Um, but I, I do have, I guess, an ESC problem. I haven't traced it down yet. The stock pinion that comes with the Spectre is a is an eleven tooth pinion. The model itself in the book, you know, it calls for a five thirty ish KV motor. I've got a forty five twenty five five twenty KV motor, and so if you follow the math out, I should be able to achieve two thousand uh, twenty fifty RPMs without any problems whatsoever. You should, <laughs> and I can't get there. My top head speed was 1740. Yeah, there, yeah, you got something going on. Something somewhere. And the thing is, is the ESC that I have, it's brand new. And I have I have seen on some of the Hobbywing ESCs, and I'm a Hobbywing team pilot. Uh, and so, you know, I preach Hobbywing, Hobbywing, Hobbywing. But we have seen some that were new out of the box that required an update to get them to work properly. And so right off the bat, anytime I get a new product in from Hobbywing, uh, I take it and, you know, I look at the firmware and I update the firmware and I go through the motions and I do the calibrations. I always use Governor Store. And, and I am typically spot on whenever I start the model up and it spools up and everything is fine. But on this one here at a hundred percent on the curve, the top end is 1740. The batteries, um, and it's uh, two six S packs uh, in yeah. series. And so there's no reason why I can't get there. Yeah. You have to eventually 
let us know what you come up with for a solution to that for sure yeah i've, I've actually i flew it again yesterday i i ordered in a 12 tooth pinion because whenever i do the math on mine i i've always sized the motor to or the pinion to the motor using the main gear and and uh, kb of the motor and and then I have a target head speed in there. And that tells me what size uh, pinion I need to run. And so I did all that. And, uh, and to, to get to that RPM, it, the recommendation is a, is a 12 tooth. Actually, it's a little smaller than that. So you have 11 or 12. So I ordered one in anyway. And that has bought me some RPM, but uh, it's not enough. Yeah, like I said, you have something, something going on. You're right, I do. No doubt. So you you did get to fly your E5 that night, right? Yes. With the no, I think that was Thursday when we didn't have the light tower still. No, I think that was Friday. I think yeah. it was Friday. Yeah, hey, anyway. My E5 I have is is a Nightbird. Uh, that's how it's set up. I've got the lights on it, and I've got the the Rail 606 night blades, and I got the tail blades are lit as well. And um, <laughs> that's that's interesting. The very first flight on that model, I had replaced the the batteries in the tail blades, and I didn't even get spooled up and the model was just sh trying to shake itself to pieces. <laughs> and I thought, what the heck? <laughs> and so I went out there and looked at it. I thought, yeah, everything looks fine. Nothing's coming apart, you know? So I came back and I spooled it up and it's shaking itself real bad. And <laughs> so I went out there, picked it up. I brought it back and Shane said, Hey, Kenny I said, yeah, I don't suppose you just replaced your batteries. Did you? And I said, well, as a matter of fact, I did. He said, look and see if you lost one. And so I looked and sure enough, I, I, I didn't just lose one. I lost both on one, on one uh, blade. And so it was completely out of balance. That's weird. You can that it would show up that, that aggressively. Well, you saw it when it was in the air, didn't you? No, I didn't get to see it. Oh yeah. I it was bad. Shaking. Those two little, uh, what watch numbers batteries. are those? Yeah, watch batteries. 2020, no, they're not a 2025. It's something different. Anyway, those two, yeah, they're like little watch batteries. Um, they carry enough weight that uh, <laughs> when it's absent, I mean, if, if I took the blade, the batteries out of the other blades would have been fine, you know, but... What I ended up doing is using an old blade, an old battery, I'm sorry, with a new battery. And then uh, Shane had some scotch tape and I just put a small piece, piece of tape huh. on it to prevent them from coming out. That's a good idea to put a little piece of white tape, not white tape, but clear tape or something on it. Yeah. That's a good idea. We'll keep it from so, happening. I may need to do that online just to be safe. And I'll say this, that, that E5, that is probably the best flying model I have. It is amazing how well that thing flies. Yeah, you can definitely see that you're I'm comfortable, comfortable with, that. with it. 
yeah yes very comfortable yeah you were doing you're doing some funnels that night i think it may have been friday night you were doing funnels and they were just ginormous funnels and we we're just yelling yeah, at they you. were ginormous even the hurricanes i mean i i had it flat you know and or almost flat i went from hurricane or yeah from hurricanes to doing funnels yeah, and awesome I just kept on getting bigger and bigger and bigger on the funnels. And I just, you know, it was just locked in. I could almost, you know, like take my hands off the radio and that <laughs> model was just locked in. That's what it looked like. It looked like it wasn't hard. You weren't having to do many corrections or anything like that. I also think flying off that hill, the the Apache Pass Ice House heli event side that we're on is kind of on a down sloping hill with a pond out there mm-hmm. and i there's something about flying on that hill that i i kind of like i don't know and the truth of it is 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 right there where we pitted i love it there yeah and, you know, definitely got- better than an uphill you know if you were flying on something that the, the ground went up on in front of you i i don't like that at all but a down slope is fine you know, but the people that were night flying that night, I mean, there was a lot of good pilots out there that week. Uh, and, and, you know, and the thing is about all of the guys that were out there flying, every single one of them had been out there previously flying with us. Uh, but all the guys that flew, everybody has improved in their flying. Everyone. True. And, it was just, it was fun to watch the flying and, you know, the daytime flying is fun. Yes. I enjoy it. Yes. But the nighttime flying is like off the hook. That's when it, that's when everything happens. So that pushes us into Friday. So Kenny brought his trailer out there, right? Your yes. RV. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it was so cold at night. It was perfect for me to sleep in my car. So, <laughs> so at some point, Thursday night, Friday morning, I don't know what time it was. I wasn't keeping track. Uh, I decided to just sleep in my car. It actually worked out really well. I was quite impressed. Yeah, and that part of it I still don't understand. Uh, and, and, you know, Richard, he asked me prior to, hey, who's staying in your camper? I said, just Sloan right now. If you want to come and stay with me, you know, come on. <laughs> and so I had the camper, I had blankets up there, I had pillows up there. I'm sure Richard had his own stuff as well. And the you know, at night it was a little on the chilly side. I kicked the heater on, everybody's uh, comfortable and he had a bed to himself, a bed. I still sleep and, in my car. And he slept in his car. Yeah, I actually did that every night, all three nights. Every I, night I did that. It was great. Nobody wake me up in the morning. I'd wake up. I think I woke up about 10 or 11 every morning. Finally, somebody come knocking on my door, or jumping on it or something. No, I think on, on Friday night, the reason why you slept out there is you probably passed out in the car. No, I didn't pass out in the car. <laughs> okay. Maybe not pass out. You just, you don't have to walk to throw up. You can just pop, pop the trunk, you know? <laughs> there you go. That's nasty. I didn't throw up though. No, it was all good. Uh, my scooter out there, we started using it on Friday, Thursday, Thursday, we didn't use it as much, but Friday we started using it a lot going back and forth from the main flight line back to the heli flight line. Definitely paid off in, in my circumstance. I think I drove it around probably 10 or 15 times, just 
going and talk to people and so forth and so on. May not use it again until next year, but I'll keep it just in case. It saves it saves me a lot of walking. It's just like a Razor 750 electric scooter. But it works awesome. It does work awesome. I used it quite a bit myself. For After bucks. you make that walk up to the main flight line a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a pretty good hike. And it's good to go up there and talk to... Renee was there and... I had a, another buddy up there from my south field here was up there, so I would go talk to them. So it was Who awesome. was that? Uh, I can't remember his name right now. He doesn't listen to podcasts or he'd kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Him and his wife always go. They have a dog and awesome. an RV and stuff, so I always go, like to talk to him. Now, that, you know, that event, that was the largest event that Apache apache pass has ever had the most amount of spectators the some of the pilots on the airplane side was just amazing yeah they were professionals for sure yes i remember on i'm i'm going up one day but saturday i actually spent some time on the flight line and watched some the noontime demos the airplane guys, you know, the tandems, the singles. Wow. Yeah, them guys can throw down airplane. They can. Way better than me. <laughs> I always find it really hard to 3D an airplane. It's just I've never been able to grasp the concept of it. I'm horrible at it. Well, that one young man that was flying, what was his name? I have no idea. You know I who I'm talking about? I don't know any of the airplane guys' names. Keep on talking. <laughs> I have no idea. But anyway, we're going into Saturday. Um, Friday night we did night flying with light towers, and that was awesome. We had a great time. And then Saturday, uh, during the day, I ended up um, flying my Agile 7.2 and stripping the one-way bearing in it. So I think I'm going to end up gluing that solid with JB Weld and not having a one-way. They just break too often, and they cost way too much. So... Mm-hmm. I don't know why they happened, but the last one I pulled out, you could tell the internals of the one way just just broke. So I'm going to glue it up and be done with it. I don't need a one way. I'm not doing crazy autos with it anyway, so it should be fine. So on Saturday I end up was it no I crashed I crashed my oxy on Friday night. I was night flying it and got it into the dark kind of doing a clockwise circle and just poked it out into the dark and lost it. Um, just hit the throttle hole and went and picked pick that up and rebuilt it. And then on Saturday, I decided that I wanted it crashed. So, because I had already, I, like the canopy was already damaged and the frames were cracked a little bit. So, and the blades made it through the first crash. So, I figured I wanted to crash it. So, if any of you guys have ever flown a helicopter that you don't care about, <laughs> it's a pretty good feeling. So Oxy-3 Nightfly, I was flying it just just stupid. I was just doing whatever I wanted with it. If I if it crashed, it crashed. I didn't care. At some point, I ended up talking Sloan into flying it and had him flying it like he didn't care until he finally crashed it. I think it was 
probably the second or third time he flew it, he finally crashed it just doing a blade scrape or something. So, yeah, it wasn't horrible, but it was stupid fun. It's just that model is just stupid fun to fly, especially at, at night because it has. I wouldn't call it a light machine, but it's not heavy. But it tracks really well if you have a little bit of wind and just pushes through it with no problems. Yeah, you guys. <laughs> I, I, actually, I expected it to be crashed worse on Friday night, but then it made it through. You were in the camper Friday night, and you replaced the the uh, main shaft, the feathering spindle, oh, yeah. feathering shaft, and what else? Mm, main shaft, feather shaft, and the skids broke, I believe. And broke I think you had that model up and running in like. 15 minutes or something yeah it was probably about 30 minutes but also for some reason when i was putting the canopy back on after the first crash my motor esc wire shorted out against the frame and it almost caught fire in my hands <laughs> i had the battery on there i remember that yeah yeah i had the battery on there and i was like all right I'm just gonna go fly it and i was putting the canopy on you know it's a little tight and i'll trying to push the canopy all of a sudden it starts sparking in my hand as i'm putting the canopy on i'm like oh no <laughs> what am i gonna do and i pulled the canopy off real quick and i was like unplug <laughs> and then we saw that the wires were shorted out to the frame and put some glue on it and some fuel tubing and plugged it back in and everything worked i didn't blow an esc up or anything so got a little lucky on that yeah that was fun to watch the the oxy though you guys, I mean, it became your little bitch. <laughs> it was and you fun. guys were just tearing it up. Yeah. Yeah, when first when Sloan first started flying it, I told him to fly it. I said, I wanted to do you crash it. And he was like, well, whatever. So he's flying it. Just You could tell he's taking it easy. And all of a sudden, I'm standing behind him. I was like, no, I want you to fly it, fly it like it's yours. Like, you're not going to have to fix it. And all of a sudden, he started ripping it up crazy. It was, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of Sloan, I asked uh, Sloan and Simon if they would do a noontime demo, and they both agreed. and And Sloan flew his uh, Spectre seven hundred, I believe. Yeah. Simon flew a Protos Nitro. Uh, I haven't seen the the video of Simon. I, I saw I saw Richard Sloan's video on Facebook, but I didn't see a Simon one. I'll have to see if I can find it. Yeah. I, I'm sure it's out there. Uh, but Sloan, I mean, he came up with a a great flight. He, he was all nervous and everything. And, and uh, <laughs> there was one time I was standing right there next to him uh, whenever he was flying. And there was one time I even started to duck a little bit. But uh, Sloan did a, a really, really good flight. He has yeah. come a long ways. I hate doing demos. I'm so happy I don't do demos. I told I told Sloan last night, actually. Uh, I'm on my way back over from the kids' house. And I'm talking to Sloan, and we're talking about that night flight. And I said, or that, that noontime demo. And I said, Sloan, I said, do you remember a few years ago we were out at the Round Rock field? What was it that he crashed? Was it a 700XN or? Yeah, his Nitro 700XN. He'd crashed his Nitro 700XN and he was bummed. And right after that, I remember him 
talking about he's going to sell everything and <laughs> he's just not a good pilot and he keeps on crashing and and I'm certainly not trying to jinx him. I just I remember that day. I, I can see it. I I I I remember the model going in, and then I remember Apache Pass on his demo flight. He has come a long ways. So yeah, and I, I don't think he's been flying a bunch. It's just. I think sometimes taking a break away a little bit. I mean, I'm not saying to take six months break or anything like that, but if you take a month off from flying, I think sometimes that is healthy. Well, he went fishing for like the last six months. <laughs> Very true. It's about to be winter, though. Yeah, it is. That, that was awesome for him to be out there. I mean, it was really good that I brought my team shirt. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I was going to walk around with my only fine Helly's team shirt on until somebody would yell at me, but I end up letting but you see nobody would have yelled at you though. Yeah. Everyone still kind of considers you as part of the team. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was fun. We did do, um, Shane had his Gowie X5 out there. That's a V2, right? Yes. Yeah. He had some, had me fly it. He said he was having tail issues and I put a quick flight on it probably about 20 seconds and told him, no, we need to land and fix this. Uh, the tail was just really poor authority on it. Um, it came with, I think it, they came with 80 millimeter tail blades, I believe, or 83 or 85. Anyway, yeah, we ended up putting some 95 millimeter tail blades on it and it was perfect. We tuned it up. The thing was night and day difference between the tail blades he had on it compared to 95 millimeter. So, yeah, and that's running a 4.0 gear ratio, I believe. Yeah, I'm not 100% on what the stock ratio is, but after after putting 95s on it, there was no problem at all with it. It was perfect. Now, there is a speed-up gear that you can put on there and take the tail gear ratio to 4.35. Yeah, that'd probably be a little bit better. But... Yeah, it's, I, I told Shane, I flew it after you put those blades on there as well. Oh, okay. And that same night... If you remember that same night, uh, I went on to, what was it, All ERC? Yeah. <laughs> Kenny, <laughs> Kenny may have been partaking a little bit and getting online and buying stuff at, at an event. <laughs> well, it was, how, 300, it was $339. How many helicopters did you buy that night? <laughs> uh, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> That was funny. Yeah. I I think I have right now in my possession another two that still need to be assembled, and I'm not sure. They're, they're still in the box. I haven't even opened them up yet. Nice. Yeah, that was – and then Saturday afternoon, um, our buddy Bob was down at the end of the flight line practicing social distancing, being safe. Yes. And, uh, Unfortunately, where he was at the end of our heli line was the actual end of the sport airplane flight line. <laughs> yes. So, he... you know, and that's the the two things about that. And I realize, you know, things are going to happen and there's nothing that you can, I, I don't think there's any way possible to stop at 100%. <laughs> uh, it's just, there was just too many people. But good shot and, and i'm not <laughs> I, i'm not trying to condone the flyovers or anything like that because some of those guys you know they're flying a big model and they can stretch that thing out there yeah. and at, at 
some point in time you're you lose the uh, the ability to tell the distance on how far it is out um, and then also depending on where they're flying from everybody was supposed to be flying from the center uh, but doesn't mean that they were and I don't know but when the field was laid out uh, when we mowed the runway for the airplane for the sport field the the uh, 3d line had already been mowed so I was out there and we were mowing the, the sport field and we were mowing the heli line. And then we had a uh, glider line that we were mowing and then all the parking areas and all that other stuff. But the, we actually pushed the sport line south. Oh yeah, I did. Yes. It uh, quite a ways. And then whenever I mowed the heli line, I pushed the heli line north. Yeah, it was pushed a little bit no, more north this time. And Closer all I'm trying to do is just create a gap, mm. you know, far enough to where we didn't have the overflies, but... Not enough. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't enough. There is some guys out there that, man, they could stretch that airplane out there. Yeah, they may, may have got yelled at a couple times by Oh, they got yelled at. individuals. I walked up to, to two of the guys. They were flying some really big ugly sticks or something anyway i walked up to the guys this man that's a, those models look amazing in the air guys uh awesome but you think you can pull them back down here just a little bit <laughs> and they said well we were talking we were asking how far it was that we got out there and i said well you got out there quite a ways <laughs> i mean i was trying yeah. to be polite about it nice shave and a haircut down on the end of the flight line there and then uh, I know that there was another gentleman, part of the volunteers, that walked over there, and, and he actually got into an argument because somebody got upset. One of the airplane guys got upset about it. And so there was attempts made to get these guys to, to bring it in. Yeah, I think it's just something we just have to deal with. It's just... I, I, and I, I, yeah, I agree with you. No it's... Fix. it's uh, it's a situation that I, we don't have anywhere else right now to take the heli line. Now, I did talk to the owner of the property out there. Uh, actually, he, he came up to me and talked to me about it. And he had asked me about the possibility of, of uh, doing something a little bit different because he was excited about how many people was out there. Yeah, I didn't get to see kid out there. Yeah, he, he was out there. I, I spoke to him for quite a while. It just happens to be that the company I work for, we own the golf distributorship, and then we also own a uh, construction, heavy construction uh, dealership. And uh, Kit actually bought a product from our company on the heavy construction side. Nice. And so he was talking to me about that and he's just, you know, thought the product was amazing and he loved it and yada, yada, yada. Anyway, uh, I had talked to him and I, I didn't go down there. I should have went down there, but I had talked to him about moving the heli line all the way to the end of the road. So that dirt road that you drive down, you know, where you turn right up there at the old tractor. Yeah. You would go all the way down till you get to the next county road. Wow. 
and then the heli line being on that back end. I may need a gas powered scooter if we move it that far. <laughs> <laughs> it might be a little too far. Neither well, here nor there. It was just a thought. Uh, it was just a thought. We'll have to, we'll have to talk, talk that out later on. Anyway, moving on to. Did you have anything else on that? I'm going to jump uh, into you. The only thing I'm going to bring up is uh, when I flew on Friday night with the E5, uh, and I was doing those big hurricanes and those big funnels. and Yeah, that was you know, a night setup flying under light towers, right? Right. Somebody... They were they were looking for best night flight and somebody nominated me for best night flight and I won a little mug for it. It was cool. Oh, nice. Didn't know we were competing. <laughs> well, I didn't know I was competing either. Uh, but no, there definitely was a. It was a nice, a nice night flight. So we did get Ashton to fly in the light towers for the first time. Yes. And, uh, yeah. There was people trying to fly that model. They were asking if they could fly it, and he just kept on saying, nope, nope, nope. Yeah, I I eventually, after he landed, I actually did get to put a night flight on on his heli, I believe. Oh, you did? Okay. I might, I don't, did I, I say that? I don't remember. I think I, maybe I did one right at dusk. Yeah, I think it was right at, at, at dusk he had landed, and I okay. asked him to fly it since, since I had helped him with setup and, so forth and so on. I was like, please let me fight. So I flew it a little bit. He was a little scared. But it was it was nice to see somebody and I think we need to to get more people out there to do night flying under light towers. I think a lot of people are a little bit scared of it, but it was good to see somebody get out there and do it for the first time. Mm-hmm. It's definitely enjoyable. I think he was a little spooked, but at least uh at least his cherry is fine now, so <laughs> Yeah, it's uh did Nelson fly that night? Either one of the nights? I don't think so. He had I don't his, remember him he had his telescope out. Yeah, he had his telescope out and we were looking but, at the sun and But let me tell you something. Nelson, you know, he's 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 excited, he's inquisitive, he's inquisitive. he's very knowledgeable about a lot of things. He had an impressive telescope out there. Yeah. Impressive. Yeah, it was. Well, I have to get with them and put it in the show notes. What tele, what telescope he actually had? It was nice. I mean, we looked at Venus, at Mars, at uh, what other planets? It was the sun <laughs> during the, the day. The sun. He had a filter. Looked on at it. the moon. Yeah, you're right. We did look at the sun. We looked at the moon. It was something that. If any of you heli guys are kind of into that type of thing, it's kind of cool to bring out to an event because you know at night there's not a ton going on, and it's kind of kind of cool to share that other hobby. Well, you know when when you start talking about uh, you know looking at a planet that's got a bunch of rings around it, and then you can see the the you can make out the space in between rings. And then you start looking at, I'm going to call it star constellations, you know, in the distance and just thousands of stars in this one grouped area. And then 
it's just it was really impressive to see something that's that far away to have so much clarity yeah i think it's a a hobby that i make get into when i get old and can't walk or fly anymore <laughs> yeah not not saying nelson's that old but <laughs> no, he's not old even on uh, the sun they you could define the hot spots you know you Ooh. saw the sun and the what do they call those a little dark uh little dark spots on the sun they're gonna kill us for not knowing <laughs> yeah he's gonna kill us for not knowing uh but anyway, that was it was it was nice to have him out there. I'm 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 actually glad he brought that out. It was kind of cool. A lot of people got to look at stuff far far away. Also, did get uh, I had my DJI Spark out there that I modded and rope around with. I did get it to into acro mode, and I did get to flip it. Well, I wouldn't call it a flip. It's more of a roll to death on the ground. But I did make it a three or four times and crashed it about five times but i eventually had to undo the modification they did to it because it's just way too hard to fly in that mode it was very weird yeah it was weird to watch a spark go upside down yeah, it wasn't upside down long <laughs> it wasn't upside down long but it's definitely cool i've been wanting to do that for a long time probably the only person in the united states that has done it i think there was somebody in europe that figured out how to do it and it's way too hard to fly. It's much funner in the speed speed mod gear mode that I have yeah. on it. So that's Saturday. Do we have anything? By the way, those the, those spots are called sunspots. Sunspots. See, at least yeah. we corrected ourselves. Yes, I. Yes, absolutely. So that's pretty much Saturday in a nutshell. We didn't did Saturday night flying, and I remember I went up to the airplane flight line. We had. Uh, Mike Westbrook brought his foamy out, right? Yes. And so we were flying that. Saturday that he gave night, away. Right? Yeah, for free. For free. <laughs> yeah, I actually have the receiver still. I may give it back to him. I was gonna try to run that receiver on a brain, but he he thinks it doesn't have X bus, so I don't think it'll work if it doesn't have X bus. Do you I'm know not where he got, yet. Do you know where he got that foamy from? Yeah, he said he got it from you like eight years ago. <laughs> it was a long time ago. I traded him for a uh, a, a Yeti cooler. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, the plane flew flew nice. We had it bound to my jetty, and Shane did some tuning on it and adjustments on it, and it was cool. We ended up going up to the main flight line to get some tape, and then I had to take the tape back. And when I took the tape back, I rode up with Mike on his ATV and dropped that off. And I think you rode up on the scooter or something like that? Yes, I did. And uh, I decided that I was done. I wanted to go back to Heliline, so I jump on the scooter and I am go to ride it back. And I just eat it over the handlebars, <laughs> fall down, rolling on the ground cartwheel. <laughs> and I stood up and I look at myself. I, I haven't been drinking that much. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked down at the, the scooter. I'm like, "What the heck happened?" And the front tire was completely flat. So, uh, oh yeah. Well. And then uh, I, what was it Sloan that brought it back down? Or yeah, 
Yeah, I think Sloan took it back to the heli line. Sloan took it back, and then I grabbed it and brought it back up with the flat tire. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't tumble. Yeah. Man, I ate it bad. I actually had some bruises on my back the next day. I was like, where the heck did all these come from? Like, oh, yeah. Dummy. So I went up there Saturday night, and I was talking to the RC Scrap Pile guys. They had they had microphones out there, and they had a small mixer board, and I think they did a, sh- a show, actually, at the event. You were supposed to be on that. Oh, I wouldn't say I was supposed to be on it. I was going to go up there and try, maybe. <laughs> but I went up there, and they, they were already done with their stuff and everything. And it was pretty nice setup. I mean, it, it looked very simple. I need to... I need to get with them at some point, or at some point I need to get something like that. We were going to try to do a podcast out there, but, man, it just, it's just way too busy. We could never, I had never sat down and made it a point to try to get that done. It's something I need to work on. By Saturday night, I was worn out. Yeah, it's a lot of walking. A lot of yeah. standing. It definitely was a, a great event in my book. I had a, a fabulous time. I love going and watching all these super pro airplane 3D pilots. Uh, it's just enjoyable to have those guys around. They're ham. It is. It's, uh, you know, especially when you get the right mix of people. I don't think I met, I talked to anybody that, you know, was bad. I, I remember I went to this one event, our friend Bob, we went to a jet rally at ARCA once and some of the guys out there were high on themselves, let's say. Well, Very rude. $25,000 in those jets. Not... Uh, no doubt, but I'm talking about just looking at one. Oh, yeah. Anyway, it's, uh, I like the 3D guys, the, the 3D airplane airplane guys, you know, some of those mo- uh, models that they have, they're just loud. Yeah. And when all of them are doing their thing on the ground and they're popping the throttle and, you know, over time, it, it uh, I guess I'm just not at that stage, you know, that where I, it, it does get a little bit on my nerves over time, but <laughs> it is fun to watch, especially when somebody really knows what they're doing. Yeah, it's definitely, it's out of my part. I mean, there's I've, there's no way I can fly an airplane that good. It's just, I could if I actually bought one and tried, but that probably take me a couple, couple years at least. Who knows? It's not my cup of tea. But I enjoy watching them. They're awesome to see. Ginormous airplanes. The episode that... The RC Scrap Pile guys are going to have about the Ice House is episode 24. They just put it out this week. so Okay. Go and listen to it. They have great audio. They're hand to listen to. Great group of guys, for sure. So Sunday, we got all packed up and cleaned up and took the slow road home. And I got home probably at 1 p.m. or something like that. I think I backed, backed the car in and I took a strap or two off of my luggage rack and i said screw this i'm going in and taking a shower and going to bed (laughs) it was just horrible 
Yeah, by the time I left the field, because I I went over to the airplane side and I helped them move some of the stuff back over to the Connex box and uh, pick up some other things. And then when I finally got a, got on the road and got to the house and parked the camper, got the camper set back up, uh, unloaded the truck because my wife needed it the next day. And uh, it was almost six o'clock by the time I was done. I was worn out. <laughs> so the pro pilot, his name was Jace Dusha. Dusha or D-U-S-S-I-A. He was the dude that had the silver and red airplane. Oh, yeah, it was like a laser. Yeah. Something like that. I could be wrong. It looked like a laser to me. It's probably yeah. not. That young man. <laughs> I remember after one of his flights, I asked him, I said, is there a flight control unit on that? And he said, no. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Just got skill. You guys can fly yeah. some big airplanes. They got some skill for sure. You guys have never been out to, to the event. It's it's something to see. Something you, if you see sport airplane stuff you like to see, and you can see the 3D airplane side and the helicopter side. And they had the wing racing up on, was that the glider side over there? Or they had the flying wings, FPV uh, racing? Yes, I believe so. Yeah. But it's something for everything that you want to see i don't think they had quad guys on the other side they might have i didn't go over there actually i went over there once to take a shower anyway it was a great event you guys need to come check it out next year it's gonna be probably around the same time but anyway I, I i need to find a way to pack less crap when i go to events it's just hard for me to i just want to pack everything i have Every time. Just yeah. Too much. Well, it's the thing is, is when you get out that, out that far, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. So I try to pack everything that is relevant to what I'm doing. Yeah, pretty much every helicopter. <laughs> no, no. Most of my stuff stayed at the house. Better... I did bring a model out there that I didn't even fly. What was that? That's the N5C. Oh, man, you were supposed to fly that. I was supposed to do a maiden on it that weekend, but not I didn't. Gonna happen. It's not going to happen. Those parts are destined for something else. Not parts. Uh, engine, servos, all that stuff. It's destined for another model. So you're saying you might have an N5C for sale? I do have an N5C for sale. If anybody's looking for one, it's a great model. I enjoyed it when I had it. It was just off the chain perfect. I've even got a spare. Uh, it's not complete, but I have spare parts to an additional airframe um, that will certainly come in handy at some point in time, I'm sure. Anything else you want to hit on the event? Trying to think if there was anything else. It just it's a great time at night. It's almost it's getting almost urcha-ish as far as like the airplane flight line at night. You ride up and down, and people are just having a good time. And they had three light towers, right? That no, they had four. 
Oh, they have four light towers. So you could imagine how long the flight line was. Yeah. It was, it was awesome. The thing about this year is, and uh, the reality is, is, it was practically the same size as Urcha this year. There was less than 200 people. I don't know if that was 199. I don't remember what the exact count was. Uh, I know that we had 175 registered. And out of that 175 registered, I don't know if everybody that was there on the line actually registered or if they just came out and found a quiet spot and went and flew. <laughs> don't don't be that guy. <laughs> don't yeah, be don't that guy. be that guy, but uh, it, it happens. Yeah, that's true. People don't want to spend the money. And so the reality is we had vendors. We uh, There was fuel vendors. There was hobby shop vendors. MKS was there. Yeah, they had... The airplane flight line had, it's starting to get there. I wouldn't say it's quite there yet, but if we can do another year of improving and getting on the right track, I, th I think it it's getting big. They were almost flight line to flight line on Saturday as far as cone to cone on the airplane side. They weren't quite there yet, but they, they were, were close. getting close to being double deep on canopies and stuff. Well, and the spots. thing is, is, is this year, uh, bringing in Jace from Florida. I mean, that's a, that's a statement in itself on the airplane side. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Flex Innovations was there. They, they had a, you did, I don't think you talked about this or I don't, you, you may have, um, they had a, it it was it hadn't been released yet, but it was a wing, a, a Flex Innovation Speed Wing. Is that right? Yeah, it's called a Piranha Super, and it's got a mini Aura in it. Yeah, uh, it's like an Aurora Eight, but a mini, yeah, mini version. And that thing runs like I don't know, hundred miles an hour. It is fast. Did, did you actually get to see it fly? Yes. I was wanting to get up there. <laughs> Man, it's I'm I'm gonna have one. I just, there's it, it just looks like too much fun. They were doing this uh, flat spin where this thing is like spinning on its own axis at about eighty miles an hour just in this flat spin. I mean, oh. this thing is cooking. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. And I don't know how they got it there, but uh, I know that. It, he was flying and then he went up in the air and he did something. The next thing I know, this thing is like a top. <laughs> yeah, for, for the price, it's only $200, $199.99. Yes. And that's ready, that that's almost ready to fly. You just put a, a satellite receiver, an S-Bus receiver, or your own thing and go fly. Yeah, it just that's... looks like fun. You know, I've been a diehard helicopter guy for almost 20 years. And, uh, but some of these other little things, these foamies, the, you know, the mama tens, they just, they're a blast to fly. And it's a, just a little getaway from, you know. Yeah, it's a relaxing type thing instead of yes. trying to worry about like trying to get better and perfect this maneuver or that maneuver or this hurricane. You kind of just fly around 
have a blast with it. It's not something that I take out every week and have fun, but I think at hell events late at night or something like that, little foamies, just a ball to have around. They are. That's- I was flying my uh, little night extra. It was Flex Innovations uh, extra that has uh, night lights built into the wings. Yeah, that and that was, was a lot of fun. I didn't fly it a lot, but. Yeah, I was trying to buzz you with the spark, I think, at night while you were flying it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was like, let me see if I can piss Kenny off. (laughs) It didn't work. Yeah, this plane is due to be out in December. So if you guys want to pre-register it, it is, I believe it, you can order it. You can pre-order it. And this is the, $199 is a pre-order price. So I don't know if it's going to go up a little bit after it comes out or not, but takes a 6s 1500 6s 1800 which is the same thing as low 380s low 380s use so you don't have to even buy a battery for it it's awesome i can't wait to fly your skinny (laughs) (laughs) i've spent too much money here lately i don't know if i'll get it right away well we'll have to see maybe maybe the wife will be nice to me and get it for me as a christmas present yeah there you go I wouldn't hold your breath on my wife buying me one. <laughs> well, my wife won't either, but I don't know. We'll see. But that's about all we had for the event. The only thing I kind of want to go over on the event is is I kind of want to get with you at some point and Sloan and Carrie was out there and want to get with people and kind of go over ways to make it better. One of the ways that I want to make it better is, is when we put the light towers up and stuff, I want to have some chairs already out there at the flight line it seems like we put the light towers up and somebody goes and flies and you know one or two people will watch and i want to try to get it back to the way it used to be at src and such where when you popped up the light towers everybody would i wouldn't say put their chairs on the flight line like we used to maybe 10 or 15 foot back or something from the pilot station but set up chairs on the flight line i don't know what we have to do to get more congregate get people to congregate out there instead of congregating in their canopies or their tents or their trailers or wherever i want to try to get people out more i need to find a way to do that even if it's doing like rc today show did that one time where they had a night raffle and you got a ticket for every time you flew or something yeah i think something like that may may be good to have you know maybe shannon sponsored or something like that it doesn't have to be anything crazy big even a discounted percent or something may maybe good just to get people out there to get them out of their canopy and maybe get that going a little bit more than what we currently are. Yeah. And so the reason why Richard kind of brings this up is he has agreed to start helping on the, not necessarily CD because even on that event, I'm the one that's always been in charge of the heli line and, Jeff is always in charge of the flight line for the airplane side or the 3D and sport. But when you sanction the event, you only have, you only need one CD. And so when Jeff files it, uh, he is technically the CD of the event. But that being said, I've been doing the heli event now for several years. I've also been doing the ice house and the ice house is difficult for me. And uh, so yeah. Richard is going to start helping 
take on the responsibilities for the Ice House event. Yes, I'm going to take over that, and we're going to try to separate stuff up with sponsorships and raffles and stuff like that between the Heli event and this Ice House event that's going to come up. So if anybody's out there that knows of any sponsorships or people that want to get involved, I know Frank and them over in Florida listen to us. Um, we're going to have the Heli event, and then we'll also have this event, so twice a year. It's hard to get sponsorships and people to yeah. don- donate stuff. So Kenny and I will hash that out between us. And I want things to be fair for sponsors. It's, you know, there there's no such thing as free. Somebody's got to pay it. And the sponsors are always generous enough to send us free product uh, for the raffles. And I, I have a difficult time asking for it twice. Yeah, this way we'll split it up. You know, we're not both sending the same email type type of deal. Yes. I think we'll kind of share the responsibility, and hopefully it works out better. It's awesome. Yes. The so I did get to fly a Tron out there. I don't know. If, did you get to fly Tim's Tron? I I actually did. So yeah. I flew it. It flew great. It flew just like a Synergy Five Sixteen. It 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 does have a lot of differences. Like when you look at it, it doesn't look to me identical. Some of the frame ideas look this similar, but man, when I flew it, it flew perfect. <laughs> yeah, it, the same here. I looked at the model real close, you know, and there there is differences. It still comes out of the same factory, the Yentech uh, factory or wherever it is over there. And uh, and I know there's a lot of controversy over it, so. I have I've got a 516 and I have flown that model a lot. So I decided I would go ahead and fly it and so I'd have an A B comparison. And the Tron flies well. There's there's nothing I can take away from how it flies. It's not exactly the same, but yeah. you know the yeah. ideas are coming from the same pool. So I was asked, Well, would you ever consider buying one of these? And I I can't do it. I won't. <laughs> nope. Sorry. I'm out. Yeah, it's it's definitely not something that's on my buy list. Unfortunately, but I don't have much on the buy list anyway. The people that have it, you know. It's a great heli. Good for them. Yeah, it's a great heli. It flies good. It's a superb machine. Just not cheap. No, it's one thing about this hobby, you know, it is we've seen a lot of changes over the last several years. And the only thing I can say is, you know, the Tron, it's, there is newer things about it, different. I, I wish that it was more unique and they did not take away from something that had been out there for already. Yeah, they should uh, have changed a little bit more. Yeah, I think if they would have changed about 25% more of it, I think the similarities would have been gone, which right. pretty much just boils down to the, to the frame itself. I think the head the head looks different. The boom is obviously different and so forth and so on. But I, I think the, they were 20 to 25% away from not being a clone. Yeah, the whole clone thing, it's just all of that business. It's just Yeah, it's just difficult to deal with. 
it is it is difficult to deal with if they'd have just kept it over you know in asia somewhere wherever it's made at yeah it it would have been a little bit easier to stomach anyway not to get on the synergy train um no i wanted to go over so simon was out there sloan was out there uh this guy diego safai i'm probably saying that wrong he was out there from houston and i don't think i'd seen him before i may have seen him last year but i I got to watch him fly this year a couple times and man he just has a superb style i was went and sat down and talked to him he's 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 the guy that had the the buddy the Saab Buddy yes. 380. I, I got flew this, that. Yeah, he was trying to get me to fly it. I said, I don't want to fly it. I really don't want to buy one. <laughs> it's an awesome looking heli. But I got to watch him fly some. And he, he has some unique style. And I went and talked to him. And he said a lot of stuff he does, he just accidentally comes up with. And I was just, I just wanted to note that if people out there come out to the events, even if like you don't think you can fly good or your style or so forth and so on, there's always somebody out there that's going to enjoy watching you fly. Yeah, so Diego's been coming to the event. Him and uh, they, they kind of run in the same group. And and Diego is, I believe he's the club president of one of the events in Houston. Oh, really? And he's talked to me before about if he can get all that together, you know, making sure that we come out and support that event. And I told him we would. But he's been coming to the event for a few years now and um he he is a really good pilot he's uh, sponsored by heli direct oh wow but he's a good guy to talk to on the phone and fun to be around it uh, was it last year or the year before i don't know if you remember this or not i was helping those guys with an esc problem on a model Anyway, it's just it was the same group. Yeah, it's gonna be cool to ha- to see him out again. Um, he has next, and we're supposed to get online with next with the stick mover and such. Because there's some maneuvers that he was doing that I haven't seen anybody do, and they don't look extremely difficult. It's just I can't remember exactly what they were, but it was different. It was cool to watch. Yeah. So. Uh... Did you have anything else on the event itself? I'm about out of quarters on it. Yeah, there is. You know, those guys that always they used to pit up at there at the on the top of the hill. And then this year I had I asked them to come back down in the flight line with us. What is they they fly out at uh, H camp? Oh, I I don't know their names unfortunately i suck at names anyway um those guys they come out to the event every year every year and uh but they won't get out there and night fly but they love night flying they love watching it oh really yeah (laughs) and so some things that are new maybe a little bit different you just you you really have to experience that on your own. Uh, just being a spectator sometimes isn't necessarily enough. Sometimes you need to stretch your legs out there and get on the edge a little bit. Yeah, that's why I think we need to come up with something like a night raffle. Like 
a ticket for every flight or something like that, like they used to do. I think mm-hmm. it's we could get some of the some of the plane guys down, or you know, we could do something. I think there's room to improve on it. Yeah, absolutely. That's about all we had on our main topic event. I wanted to go over the Southwest Heli Rodeo happened last weekend. And I know Brent was posting a bunch of pictures. And uh, there was quite a bit of activity on Facebook about it. it. looked like those guys were having a blast. Ben Stork was there. Uh, I don't know who all was there. But I know there was a bunch either. of videos. It definitely looked like a great event. It, it did. Like it looked like they had a lot of fun. I think that event probably took a little bit of a hickey from, you know, the whole COVID thing yeah. as far as some of the pro pilots coming in, but it looks like they had a blast. Yeah. It looked a little cold at night. <laughs> it did. But it looked like a, it's still one of those events that I want to get back to. It's just awesome. Yeah. I was surprised that they actually moved the event. They've they've went to that field once before. That I believe that's the same field that Sloan and I traveled to that one year. Is it? Yeah. Okay. It's it's, it's not a bad field. It, it's a little tight on the boxes, but if you have people flying that don't mind, the boxes get tight like that. Like if you go to an event and the boxes are a hundred feet apart, pretty much don't complain when people fly in your box because it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. It's just you just have to get over it. There's there's nothing you can do about it. It's you have to live with it. Yep. So off of that, buy and sell. I haven't bought anything lately. Well, besides airplane junk that I've been trying to sell to split my profit on it. But other than that, just buying parts to fix the oxy. I'm done with buying stuff for the X4i. It's pretty much built as a night fly now, so I I still needed to take it out, you know, every month or so and fly it just to make sure it's still running good. But I do have uh, shirts left over, so I got some shirts made for the event. And unfortunately, it cost me way too much money, and nobody wants to buy them. So <laughs> I did sell a couple of them. I got I'm in them for like thirty bucks a piece, so. <laughs> a little expensive i did have some people buy them i'm probably going to drop the price on them so if anybody wants a shirt i can probably do it for like 25 bucks shipped i'll make a post up on the facebook page what sizes and how many i have and take pictures of them and so you guys can see them they're nothing special but rev one i'm sure next time i'll i'll do a little bit better as far as getting a graphic with an actual helicopter on it or something (laughs) i think the shirts were were great the Especially the black shirts. I really like the black shirts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the black shirts were good. They were long sleeve uh, with uh, sleeve writing down them. One yes. side said Houdini, one side said podcast. So it was kind of cool to have a sleeved, sleeved shirt. Yeah, and there's one shirt out there that's kind of like the armpit stains of <laughs> yeah. with a couple of people's names on it. Yeah, so I had a white one made just for me because white's... no. There's nobody going to buy a white t-shirt. Just They're going to get dirty way too fast. So I got a white one made for me just for events. And I think the left armpit says Kenny, and then under the right armpit says Richard. So <laughs> it was fun. But, yeah. Uh, 
Tim just sent me a message on Facebook, said he enjoyed the time out at Apache Pass. He wanted me to mention it. Cool. So, and the food was awesome. Tim, Mike's friend, Tim? Tim Yates. Tim Yates. Yeah, he was out there. That was the, some of the heli flying we were doing was with his stuff. So, it was good to see him out there. I have never seen him in person. So... Yeah, he 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 actually owns quite a few models. True. <laughs> you got anything to buying and selling? Uh, I've got some stuff that I'm probably working on as selling wise. The N5C. <laughs> I have an 18SC that uh, I've toyed with. I mean, it's still a great radio and everything. And for now, I make could move those funds over to something else yeah you need to get with me on that radio and see if i can sell it online for you we'll see we'll see what i can do as far as posting stuff or get something sold yeah i i have spent too much money here lately <laughs> kenny went to the event was like i want that i want that i want that <laughs> where's yeah. my credit card no, no, I'm trying to, I'm trying not to do that. Yeah, I don't think, there's nothing, the only thing I really want to get, and I wouldn't say really want to get, is that, that Buddy 380 looked really cool. Definitely something on the list that I'd like to maybe pick up one day, but. Well, I ordered that from Shannon, and I, st I still haven't got it in. Yeah, you'll uh, eventually get it. That was back ordered, so. Yeah, it was back ordered then and from BK and and I thought that they had received some in and it was getting shipped to Shannon, but I know that Shannon has been really busy with stuff here lately and with some not their family, other families health issues and so he's just been tied up. I'm not in a big hurry on it. It's ordered and when it comes in, it comes in. Yeah, he, he shipped me my oxy parts, some frames and stuff that I need to rebuild. But other than that, that's all we have to go over, unless Kenny's hiding something from me. Nope, I'm not hiding anything. So, Apache Pass was a great event. It was a lot of fun. It was a well-needed break. Uh, it's the only event that I've been to this year, and... I'm already looking forward to the next event. Yeah. Of whenever that whenever that is. Gonna be the, the helicopter event, ho hopefully. Maybe something before then. Maybe they'll have a freeze fly. I know they do a freeze fly every year in January, so maybe we can get out for that one. If it's not too cold. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Sounds good. So we're gonna leave Kenny Kenny found a new way to wire a twelve S and we're gonna keep that till next week. It was something different we saw at the event, so we'll keep it for the next podcast about a different way. We saw a guy wiring a 12S set up a different way, so we're going to go over that on the next one since it was different. Yes. And I don't want to mention the other podcast. Heliheads with Skid, Yard Sale, and Gucci, and Finch Post, Freefall with Kevin, Steve, Andy, and George. George is back this week. He had a two-week hiatus so it's good to have him back on skids up with frank paul javier bk podcast with burton kyle i believe kyle was on 
one of the other podcasts this week. You guys will have to figure out which one that was. Telerotor with Rich, Michael, Robert, and Mike. I hope I did that right. Inverted Down Under with Ozzy Mozzie and Jeff Smart. They haven't had one in a while, but they do have some old ones to listen to. Uh, the RC Element with Todd. And I wanted to add the RC Scrap Pile guys to this list. I don't know their names. I'll get it on here. Uh, definitely give those guys a listen. They're, they're hoot. They're up in Oklahoma. So, And then final for YouTube. Bill Ann's still on YouTube currently. So he's always got some good helicopter video photography. Or go to Run Rider. There's always someone there. If you need to get a hold of me, you can get a hold of me at RC Heli. Who man, I bookered that one up good. Houdini <laughs> RC Heli at gmail.com. And I'm gonna check on that real quick. I don't think I've got anything. I think the last one was from Javier. Mm, yeah. Last one was from Javier. Nothing. Nothing yet. And if they want to get a hold of you, Kenny? You can get a hold of me on rcnuts at gmail.com or Kenny S. on the forums. Kenny Sierra on Facebook. If you guys want to get a hold of me and let me know if there's any direction you want this to go or so forth and so on, just shoot me a message let me know. I'll try to try to lean that direction if you have any show topics or anything else. Or if you need any shirts. Email me if you want a shirt. I'll work something out. We'll work a deal out somehow where I can get you a shirt. I don't have, I think I ordered 10 of them, so I probably have seven or eight left. We'll see. Seven or eight left, okay. Uh, Something like that. I have to count them. I, they're just, I bought two. Yeah. I know Bob bought one and Sloan bought one, so I need to, I need to count. And I gave one to Renee. We, uh, we we worked a trade agreement with Renee, so yeah. There's a trip involved there, isn't there? Yeah, unfortunately, I may have to uh, drive to Oklahoma at some point and fly some helis with them. But uh, make sure you tell me when you get ready to go. I may, yeah, meet you up there, tag along. Yeah, it should be a good time. You know, Renee's always in the trading, trading you for something. That's all I have, guys. Appreciate it. You guys stay in the box. Don't escape. All right, guys, take it easy. Be safe. Later. Until next time. Until next time. Until next time. Later. Later. Only two hours in. Da, 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 the end. <laughs> you said it was going to be two hours. Yeah, it's two-ish. I don't know exactly when I push the button. Normally I write it down, but no button pushing this time. So I have a question for you before you get off the phone. Not on the phone. <laughs> well, Zoom. Um... I mentioned earlier that I reset everything back to uh, factory defaults. The brain. Yes. And then I also did a new model in the jetty just so I could eliminate everything. Yeah, that's a good idea. And uh, I set everything up. I put the model in there at the very beginning where you tell it what the model is going to be and what components you have in it. Um. I did the UDI jetty receiver. Okay. And uh, the when I look at the slider for the tail rotor or for the 
for the throw on the servo. It goes 100% to the right, and it'll only come back to zero. I can't get it to go to 100% on the left. It only comes back to center. That's it. Uh, do you, did you know... You just we need to make sure your front screen's right. You have full left and full right on the on the radio setup screen. All right. Well, that's what that's the part that I'm looking at. Oh, you can't even get that to move rudder. Correct. Oh, this is going to be a hard one. Uh, does your monitor screen move correctly? Uh, on the radio. I'm going to say it does, but I will verify that. Okay. Then. Yeah, I would have to see it, but I've never seen that actually occur. Unless for some reason your radio has some endpoint issue or something. Okay, so here's the funny thing. Let's see, is that right? So when I set the the radio up, I set everything, I'll call it traditional. So channel one is throttle, channel two is aileron, channel three is elevator, channel four is yaw, channel five is gain, channel six is pitch, and channel seven is setup. Okay. Uh, when you reset the model in the brain, it comes up with, Channel one, two, and three is is correct. Channel four is pitch. And channel six is yaw. Okay. Um, I was thinking that maybe if I had it on channel six, I need to go look at that. I know you can set up the channels to be... You can make on the jetty, you can make whatever channel you want, whatever you want. You can right. make one set up and... Channel two aileron and channel three pitch. You can make it whatever you want. So I haven't messed with that much since I did my initial setup because I just I just copy a model. Like when I need a new model, I, I have a brain setup copied as a backup, and I just take that model and I copy it and rename it to Oxy three or so forth and so on, or Synergy five sixteen or something. I just rename it to that model. So right. I, I don't ever have to mess with that stuff very often at all. So, but it could be part of the problem. Well, I mean, I can I can do that, and I've done that several times. Uh, I usually use the five sixteen as the uh, the uh, copy bed. The copy bed, I'll use the 516 because it's it's already got a brain on it. And then I move that over. Um, so you, I can try using that model and see what happens. Yeah, just make sure you don't have the blades on and you're being no, safe about it. The, the, motor's, the motor's pulled back. Yeah. It's not a problem. Yeah, because you start messing with stuff like that. It, I, I know it's difficult and... To get all that stuff going, I just have never seen in, in the front radio setup page where I've had them go backwards, you know, and I have to like reverse it and stuff, but I've never had it where it only moves in one direction. Well, leave it to me. I'll come up with something new. 
Yeah. Shop talk with Kenny. <laughs> Shop talk with Kenny. Yeah. But yeah, that's, you're going to have to let me know what you figure out on that. Cause I don't know, maybe it's a brain fart or something and I just haven't put two and two together. It's all I know is I can go a hundred percent on to the right and I can't get Jack squat to the left. That's weird. Yeah, I would check your monitor page on that. And I will look at that again. I don't know if I run UDI on mine or what. If I run that, I think I run the Xbus. I don't think I have it set up as UDI. I think I've tried that in the past, but. Well, the reason why you run it as UDI is you can't run Xbus on a R3 switch. I'd have to log. I'd have to power mine up and tell you if that's. At least possible. I don't think you can. I'd have to power mine up. Hold on one second. Let me power mine up. All right, Kenny, I got it powered up. Okay. Let me see. Device Explorer R3EX. I am set up as Xbus on Serial Link. Well, let me. Maybe I did that wrong. Yeah. I am Xbus on Serial Link, not UDI. Okay. So that might be part of the problem. But that it, may be part of the problem. I it, just picked the picked the wrong protocol. I don't know what the difference is, but I can tell you the Oxy three is set up as Xbus, and it is a R three switch. Okay. So try that. Let me know. If not, I can maybe go through settings or something or. There may be a way to back something up on my jetty, or we'll go through it screen by screen by screen if we have to. Yeah, it sounds good. That's it for shop talk on the outtakes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Enough that. with that. Enough with that, Kenny says. So, yeah, we'll get together in a week or two and. See if we can do another podcast. It's going to be wintertime, so hee-hee. <laughs> yeah. Well, the next time we get together, dude, you got to go flying. Yeah. I need to bring the models and stop being a wimp. What was your What's your holiday schedule this coming week? Work. <laughs> no holiday schedule. You don't have any holidays? Uh, No, I work Thanksgiving. I work Christmas. And I Dude, think that we'll work blows. next year. So I know I work Thanksgiving. I know we work... Yep, yeah, we work Christmas. And we work New Year's. And I'm kind of short on vacation, so I won't be taking much. But 
Hold on, let me power this model off before it burns up on me. Okay. Oh man, I forgot to mention I bought a new radio. Damn it. Oh well. What'd you buy? At 9303. When? Uh, this week for airplane stuff. So, I did get it bound up to the the Cathalon. But we'll see. I don't 2. like the program. Oh, yeah, that's 2.4. It's a good one. Cool. I, I'm horrible at programming it. I may need some help. There's some. I get into the menu system and I don't know how to back out of the menus. Like, go back to like regular radio stuff. I always have to power it off. I don't know what I'm doing. I have to have you help me. Absolutely. I'm sure you're better at it. You probably had that radio in the past, so. I have. I owned one for a long time. Oh, well. Awesome. We done? We's done. All right. Go to sleep. I'm going to. That's too early right now. I'm going to get this recording done and get this pushed out. I don't know uh, if I'll just push it out whenever or if I'll wait a week. I'll probably wait a week, but if I have time, I may just push it out tomorrow if I get it pushed out fast. Sounds good. All right. Take it easy. Later. Bye. Thank you guys for downloading and listening to Houdini RC Heli Podcast. Please come back in two weeks. My precious.